I noticed that when they chose to pat Jorno down, the security people picked a woman to do so, which to me speaks to like what Elizabeth was saying last time about Jorno and gender stuff. Yeah, which I didn't even notice. But yeah, I mean, when you go through airport security and they choose which binary gender you are more closely aligned with. Right. And then they were like, put a person a mm-hmm. number of times I've had to redo the x-ray because the guard picked the wrong body or thought they picked the wrong because it'll alert on right. stuff if you if you they have different um, settings, settings for binary for, genders yeah so if they set it to the wrong one then they're like oh what are you basically what are you packing yeah and then it's, it's like, it's like your boobs are bombs or whatever you know like so there's <laughs> a lot of or there's like something's wrong in the crotch area so yeah it's it's interesting and then they get the the weird like awkward hallway dance yeah. of like oh am, am i gonna pat him down or are you gonna who, which of us should yeah. And then they look at me and they're like, which one of us should do that? And I'm like, <laughs> neither, neither. I you don't, know, I don't want to uh, be felt up in public. Things. I, uh, I actually read a thing where if you wear anything with sequins on it, it just, Freaks sets, out. it well, it just doesn't do it. And then the people get annoyed with you for wearing sequins, but they can't like do Tell anything about it. So there's no rule. Yeah. yeah. So wear sequins, but yeah, to so go yeah. through airport security. So Jorno. disrupt the system. <laughs> Jorno got read as a girl today mm-hmm. at the prison. Yeah. Yep, good it's stuff. good. Someone it's good. they looked at him, they rounded to girl. Yeah, yep. fair enough. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's bizarre adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Elizabeth Simmons, and I'm Darius Kazami. And today we're here to talk to you about a monstrous alien who has infiltrated an Italian prison, and also the best way to hold a lighter, and the worst job interview process I'm personally familiar with, or best. <laughs> so this is the uh, first and last time Iraqi will ever draw a prison. Um, is that true? No. Wait. All- <laughs> Shit. All of that part was a blooper. Six. That was a, that was a yeah. real real no, life that's, blooper. That's okay. Remember when you told me that Jorno never kills anyone, and I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is Iraqi's prison episode, and he clearly gets a little taken with the whole logistical process of of going into a prison and the rules of prison, yeah. and like as always, like. Everyone in media who depicts people who are incarcerated, it's like they're in some sort of like room where they have access to lots of luxury items and there's a clear plexiglass wall well, for some fucking reason. This is clearly a special case. I mean, Pulpo... He's a mafia capo. But yeah, so he Iraqi watched Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Basically. Yes. Well, that's definitely true. <laughs> like, this is literally what this is. It's Hannibal Lecter's cell yeah. in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, this was... He was writing this about three years after Silence of the Lambs came yeah. out, which is about right. And just like in Silence of the Lambs, Pulpo can turn into a bed. Yes. <laughs> but it's not his power. <laughs> no. So yeah, first blush, most basic take, like a literal interpretation of this is that like Pulpo is supposed to be a fat person and is is very aggressively dehumanized. However, yes. between like since he is so extremely dehumanized down to even like in the anime, they've got like a reverb on his voice actor. Which sounds really cool. It does sound well, really it's, cool. It, it's actually because well, he does the voice. It's the same voice actor for him and the stand. And the stand talks with just the reverb noise. So it's basically like the voice of his stand overdubbed on his regular voice. Right. So, so he's like, like so into his stand that he's like crossed over into right. being it. And Maybe. he's he's also like, and this isn't the last character even in this part who's drawn like this, but like he has black eyes, like his, the what, what's normally the white of your eye. And it looks cool. Well, it's got, a, it's, it's very avian to me because he has the pointy nose. Yeah. Like a beak. And then he's got yeah. like those bird eyes. Right. And 
And as we discussed previously, this is the season where Rocky was just like human anatomy. <laughs> um, so like Pulpo's proportions and like, I mean, he's, he's like, you know, 10 feet tall and 10 feet wide. So he's inspired by a mixture of Slughorn from Harry Potter six, where Harry, the first time we meet him, he's a chair and the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. I can see that. Oh, I definitely see that. Well, cause he's also like sort of the entry into yeah. all the madness. And he's yeah. also weirdly segmented. Like I just like yes. the way that he moves and stuff. It's just, it's very like, it's so extreme that yeah. at this point I'm just like, I think he's a weird alien. And who's infiltrated also, a prison. And he's also giving Jorno something, but he's being an asshole about it. Yeah, and, and cryptic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, and it's, it's like scary. a weird puzzle. No, that, that's actually yeah. really good. I like that. Um, good analysis, he lives. Excellent. Yeah. I watched a lot of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I was going to say, it is. But this is... A, like, I used to dress up as Alice every day. I, that fits. I that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I had a bag packed, like a go bailout bag, and I was like... the the second Peter Pan shows up for me, I'm out of here. Like I was so, so in it. Yeah. You're like, I'm, you're a lost boy. Alice. Yeah. No. And I was like, and I, I included a copy of Peter Pan in my go bag. Cause I thought the lost boys would think it was Aww. funny to read about themselves. That's Aww. really cute. Yeah. And then unfortunately then I like turned 13 and was like, that's never happening. Aww. I'm too old, but I still got out. And that's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> you make your own dreams come true. Yeah. So this is, this is Jorno starting. And I think if he wasn't already a stand user, that would be an even more, Yes. Traditional yeah. thing. So on Pulpo and his body and all of that, I mean, I still read it as he's a grotesque fat person. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and like the, like I don't literally read the bed thing. I read that as Giorno's yeah. perception. Like he walks into the room and he just, it, it's like, it's like literally like he's telling the story afterwards and he's like, oh man, I walked into the room and I didn't even see the guy. I thought he was the bed because he was so big. Right. You know, no, like that I get kind you. of shitty thing. And I get that that's, I'm sure that's what the intent is. I am just willfully choosing not to engage <laughs> with it because it's, it's stupid and demeaning and yeah. it's more interesting to me to come up with a different story. Yeah. Sorry. Like yeah. I, I think, you know, Iraqi probably wants us to believe that Joseph and Susie Q had sex more than once. And I refuse to accept it. Yeah. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I also, re yeah, there are things I refuse to accept. That is one of them. And the, yeah, I mean, I, I think that like Iraqis, uh, like, I mean, shittiness about fat people, but, it, but that's like too, that's not specific enough. It's just a, a very, um, he just treats fat people. Like it's a comedy from 1995, which to be fair, this is, but he's, but he's also playing but, it for horror in this yeah. one. Like when he devours his own fingers and right. then Jorno's yeah, like, for no what? reason, by the way. And, and again, like, I think that's the like, Jorno telling the story about, oh my God, he, I thought he was the bed. Like, oh man, I thought he just ate his own fingers, you know, like, he likes eating so much. Cause he like, likes eating so really much. He just bullshit. like, like again, I'm just like, this is so yeah. worn out and it was worn out in the nineties. Yep. It was worn out in the seventies. Yeah. It was, it's just, boring. Oh no, I'm not saying it should be let off because of that. I'm yeah. saying that the nineties was a horrible time uh, for, <laughs> for comedy. That's true. <laughs> and that this is from then. I don't have to tell you this, but every time is a bad time for comedy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm just like, I, again, I feel like because of how, they do his voice acting in the anime. It pushes it more towards into, demonic, yeah, like I a agree. surreal, menacing thing. And it's like they could have completely redesigned this character, and it would have worked or worked better. Right. So you know, because then it's just like full on I, creepy. I do think Pulpo in the anime is better than Pulpo in the manga. Yeah. Right. right. Just because of how they pull it off. Yeah, but it, they yes. should have made him an actual caterpillar. Right. Like that's the thing is that it's like a pile of. Of I mean, it's jo it's JoJo's. Like, yeah. yes, of course. I mean, there was fine. a dude with snakes for a head. Right, like, yeah. Way back. So yeah. it's like, you know, 
Also, like his weird hat thing. Like again, it's that thing where Iraqis like issues right, with it, depicting fat people with hair just doesn't like because Shigechi also had his yeah weird, like, Shigechi had those weird spiky spikes things. too yeah. yeah the rest of his outfit though I like the pole all over yeah his, the pol uh, like logo. he's got like uh, it's like. Uh, he's got it all over, like his his belt or his midsection has like pole, pole, pole he's all over. He's got one it. of those JoJo's tailors. Yes, on call. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, he just he lives in Italy. Presumably, yeah. all tailors are JoJo's tailors. Oh, good point. But yeah, so this interview process. Oh my god! Like I like how beforehand Bucciolati's like, oh, it's just like any old interview. You know, they'll evaluate you on multiple things. Depends on his mood, <laughs> and he goes in and he's like, all right, well, here's my skills. I'm good at pickpocketing. Also, I can do this thing with my ear. Please hire me. Like any job interview. Just like totally normal. And then Polpo. So my whole thing with Polpo is I think just like everything that comes out of his mouth is like the termination of one of those like galaxy brain memes. Because <laughs> it's just, he's so ridiculous. So, you know, he's just like, well, what do you think the most important thing is? And Dorno's like, well, you know, like what someone's capable of of doing maybe and then Popo's like if you were a tree what kind of tree would you be you know like he just asked him like a bunch of really dumb this is what we would call a cultural fit interview <laughs> and it's yeah. not a good idea yeah it's a, this is a really bad way to interview somebody generally I mean just you know in case you're taking notes yeah and Giorno in particular yeah but yeah it's a shitty hiring process and he's like okay carry this lighter around for 24 hours if it goes out you fail you fail at, somehow and Jordan was like, sure. Again, the lighter also has Polpo's logo on it. Yes. It's his own bespoke cigarette lighter. We never see Polpo smoke. Nobody smokes, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. That's... Which seems highly inaccurate for, for Italy in the 90s. For gangsters in Italy <laughs> in the 90s. 2001. Right. Sorry, yeah, in 2001. But, but yeah, yeah, no, they still... I mean, I, well, they're too busy doing drugs. I guess they're too busy <laughs> right. selling drugs to children. Or, yeah. and then, then the people who they're selling them to are doing them. So, yeah. therefore, no reason for tobacco. I guess. Yep. At the time that this was airing, they released an app. Oh, yeah. It was an app, right? Yeah. It, it was a, it was a, a website. Web, a web it was app. like a web app. Yeah. You could, you could go to it on your phone, and on your browser. You turn on a lighter, and if you could keep the lighter lit for 24 hours, you got something so basically you just leave it open in a tab but you know you couldn't click out of the tab yeah, yeah. You click out of the tab, tried it, to do it yeah um but yeah i think they sent uses, you a passione button it uses the accelerometer to like you know make in your it, phone yeah. yeah so so you had to carry it around for 24 hours i actually have no idea if like anyone succeeded at that but i bet nobody did i got like 17 minutes <laughs> And then I was like, I have to use my phone for something else. <laughs> it's Ever my again. phone. You know, like I. I, I well, and I, and I tried to do the thing where I opened it up in a phone emulator on my computer to just leave it open in a, in a yeah. window on the side. But I don't know. I like tapped away or something and it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. We're, yeah. I'm just not that invested. Sorry. It's a. Uh, if you won the uh, bone lighter game, tell us. Please mail it. We'll to send you the a Passione pen. No, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send you stickers. They start doing this thing that I really enjoy, which is when Giorno is using Gold Experience, they just play the little sound effect of Gold yeah. Experience happening. Yeah, it sounds like a tape being played yeah. in reverse or something like like on high speed. Yep. So when he's going back out of the prison he has to hide the lighter so he turns it into a flower and so we just see a close-up of his hand and the little sound effect plays so that you know something is changing i want to know what the guard 
thinks like Pulpo was doing giving Jordan a flower. Uh, so if the that was rule, a conjugal visit. If the rule is <laughs> like this is me, like I'm just like I'm upset that they broke the rule immediately after being like, here's the rules. I'm like, just don't what? Well, but also like if the rule is that he can't give you anything or receive anything, why does he have like a mailbox right there? Like well, I a, think that's a, so they can send him food. <sighs> Well, no, but the, but the whole point is, like, when he gets in there, Popo's like, yeah, they say these are the rules, but they're not the rules. Right. So, And then Giorno's like, I thought they had paid you off. And they're like, no, you have to hold this lighter in fire your in your hand. So my question now, why not just leave it as a flower? Okay, well. Actually, that wasn't my question. It was Darius's question. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I don't know the answer to that. Because then the episode wouldn't happen? Well, like, I don't. let's see. Well, he said he hid the flame in the flower. Oh, right. So, he so maybe he still would have to keep it. Lit. Right. He doesn't change because a flame isn't a thing. It's like a reaction. So like. I mean, even so, like if the flame is still burning, he would still have to just do the same thing anyway. And he just wouldn't be able to see if it was out or not. Yeah. I mean, and he'd still have to take care of it. I guess. Maybe it would eventually burn through the flower. But it is the flower. No, he's, he hid the flame. No, the, the petals. Yeah. Got it. The lighter is the flower, but the flame is hidden inside, inside of it. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like, especially if you're like walking across a courtyard or something, you could just keep it like that. You'd think. But I, he's, too, I do he's think. too focused on rebuffing people to like get him to help them with yeah, things. Yeah, that's a cute montage. Which is so funny. So I, apparently like Jorno is popular enough that like a round dozen of boys are like, hey, Jorno. I want to see the other anime where Jorno is like president of student council. Seriously. like I, I bet he's on the rugby team just like both of his dads. That makes sense. But he's so live. But that's he's, maybe he's yeah, smack but him in half wait, like a No, twig. but he'll be like, but that's what Dio, Dio was live and Dio was like the runner guy. Okay, so if Jorno was on the rugby team, how long before he started to look like a first-generation Joestar? Oh, yeah. Well, probably in a couple years, because remember, it's like they're like yeah. 17 or 19 so when suddenly they're So at 20, Jorno would be a big God. block of wood oh my God. with a tiny face. That is his future. That's, that that's is, what's that's going to happen. Because he's a second-generation Joestar. He's not yeah. even a, a, a like a third or fifth or whatever. Yeah, best case, he's a slightly bulkier Joseph. Yeah, but, well, best case, he... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the although best, he doesn't have those Lisa Lisa jeans. Yeah, but there's also like some some very he has obviously dodged some genetic bullets as we learn in part six. <laughs> Hotness is recessive. Yeah, I think that's actually true, and so he's very lucky. Yeah. That's uh, why the JoJo's like skip generations so much, right? It's the middle yeah. one, like George George Joestar, fugly as not hell. hot enough, not a yeah. hottie. <laughs> No, he's probably one of those weird, muscly dudes with a goiter. I mean, we see George. Jo- <laughs> we do see George Joestar in his like in his uniform during a flashback yeah. when he gets eaten by the zombie. So. Oh yeah, he looked normal. He looked like a he looked like a beefy JoJo guy. Holly, way too dumb. Yeah, yeah. And like Jorno got smart and hot, which incredible, really. Yeah, I mean, when you look at he gets smart from Dio, he gets hot from Dio, and he gets. Jojo's spirit from Well, Jonathan. Jojo, remember, okay. So this is a this is a deep cut, but I've seen this on the internet and I, I actually buy it, which is that so remember at the very beginning when Jonathan gets Hammond for the first time and like makes yes. flowers yeah, yeah. bloom. Yes. So that Right, that's Dorno very gets, that's very yeah. uh, gold experience. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah, so he does live in a school dorm. He is apparently enrolled in in some kind of educational system. Or 
He's squatting, cool. which is my argument because look, yeah, I think in, he killed whatever kid lived in that. Well, room. Well, but Koichi and, knows it's his room, so I assume there's like often, you know, yeah, there's a paper trail. Yeah, Koichi yeah. is doing research and interviewing people and doing all his detective work. But How does Jorno from- take off so much time from? Just kidding, it's a week. Yeah, <laughs> God, I still um, don't believe that. I know we'll I don't, have to keep I don't track. Believe it either. So I like that you kept that in us being like, no, I like that too. Part five has a lot of iconic scenes and moments because it's so dumb. Yes. So like this has, has one really great part, which is the, the lighter in the bread. Yeah. And then the snake biting the bread and burning itself somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is where I'm like, okay, so I understand hiding because some random person breaks into your room. But once you figure out it's Koichi and Koichi, because he's expositing to the room that he's looking for his passport and Jorno's like, oh, I was going to give him that back. Just step into the room and be like, oh, hey, here's your passport. Like, I don't understand why he keeps hiding. I mean, there are two things that could happen if he was like, hi, Koichi, I'm here. One is he gives Koichi his passport back. One is, well, <laughs> two bad things that could happen. Okay. <laughs> One of them is that he doesn't feel like getting into a confrontation with Koichi right now because he's dealing with the slider thing. And he's afraid that, like, Koichi, if he sees him, will, like, I don't know. Be like, why are you keeping a lighter and a loaf of bread? Well, that's the second thing, <laughs> which is to be like, so are you going to, like, turn off that lighter? And then Jordan will be like, no. And then Koichi's like, so why you're not? telling me that Jorno has problems with confrontation? confrontation. <laughs> I'm saying that Jorno might just rather, he thinks at first he's just like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm trying to focus on this other thing. I mean, we do have like a bit later in the episode when the lighter actually goes out and Jorno's just like standing on the stairs and then the old man comes up to him and is like, what? Just, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, did water just hit you? And Jorno's like, I'm just actually trying to process it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like my lighter went out and I yeah. just I just have like, to process it. I'm just this. processing what just happened. So like I don't know. <laughs> which I like need a moment. Which is like really relatable, but it's just like I'm actually just gonna stand here for a second if you just like let me just think. <laughs> yeah, so I think he has a problem with confrontation. That's my conclusion yeah. from that is that he's just, he's a very like focused person, yeah. but then well, he can't switch tracks true. at all. Well, Jorno cannot switch tracks. That's because well, he has that. a dream. He has yeah. like, one dream. Jorno ha- is very, he's not like socially adept. That is he correct. He becomes successful socially because he's so powerful. And surrounded by weirdos. And surrounded by fucking freaks. <laughs> so my note is, gosh, I sure hope nothing happens to that nice old man. <laughs> in the manga, the old man looks exactly like Mario. Yes. So I just wanted to point that out because... That now he looks funny. like old Koichi. <laughs> Maybe he is old Koichi. I think he's one of Koichi's... I think he's one of Koichi's like secret like relatives. Oh, I was like saying Disney. Koichi from the future. I've been watching Star Trek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like some Terminator shit. Yeah. God, I still he's really... Back from the future to warn Koichi about the fact that he's going to die from an arrow stabbing him. Sometimes I still Again. really, really wish that the Knight to King Harry Potter theory actually turned out to be true. Oh, what? yeah. Oh, that, that Albus Dumbledore was Ron oh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. future. He didn't like the color maroon because he was marooned in time. I mean, <laughs> I mean now I want to hear Polpo explaining that theory. See? Yeah, Polpo totally. Be like, and he was marooned in time. It still yeah. could be true. I guess. Anything could be true. Yeah, all, all that Rowling has to do is tweet about it. She's and alive and she's on Twitter, so really anything could happen. God, um, she sucks. 
this episode ends with Jorno being like, oh no, I might get stabbed by an arrow. But we've seen what happens when someone who's a stand user gets stabbed right, by an arrow. In, Kira got stabbed by yeah, an arrow. Yeah, and, and he, got, like, he got bites the dust. Right, he got leveled up into some weird fucked up time altering stand which ruled so like what would happen if you stabbed god right with the arrow and also it's it's not like jorno lacks the willpower to be stabbed again right like jorno has at least as much willpower as kira we already know this yeah and so like i i understand why jorno is like i i don't want that yeah yeah because jorno doesn't know what also jorno's only seen jorno's only seen the arrow stab someone and die so he thinks that it takes your soul out and stabs it to kill you all right so again like i understand why he is like no no but as a plot to present to someone who's familiar with jojo's bad call i'm sorry i'm just not i think i don't think it's a okay raising the question of what happens is not i don't i think okay that's fair because it's like they're theoretically Araki could just be dangling it in front of us, like, oh my gosh, is Jorno gonna get stabbed with get the thing? Yeah. Binds the dust equivalent. Type things. Is he gonna level up on the third episode? Right. This is a really important lore issue, which is that one of the books in Jorno's room oh, yeah. looks like it says Golden Wind on it. It says Wind for sure, and then some <laughs> characters that look like Golden. I, I think it's a Boingo situation, and he's got a copy of part his own five book in his room. So Boingo's It's another one of his powers. It's just another random See, I think power. that since this city apparently literally has golden wind blowing through it all the time per the anime. Oh, yeah. oh that might just be a just guide. a tourism yeah. book okay. about Naples. Okay. I buy that. Yeah. I buy that it's a, a Naples. What? Naples, book. the city of golden right. wind. What yeah. what kind of mask to purchase so that you can breathe yeah. safely in yeah. the golden wind? Will an N95 yeah. filter take care of that or do you need to go stronger? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Fact check. Fact check. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora, Ora, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that that snake would leave for bread. 